Hi, I'm Jason Mefford, a recovering CPA and edutainer. And I'm Brad Miller, lawyer and coach. And we are walking a spiritual path. Many professionals are searching for something greater than themselves. Through this podcast, we are exploring what it means to be a spiritual professional in an analytical, evidence-based world. So whether you're into yoga, meditation, crystals, or are merely curious about what else is out there, join us as we discuss our journeys and break the stigma around professionals who woo and the myths around what it means to be spiritual. Welcome. I'm Brad Miller, and I'm here with Jason Medford. And today we're going to talk about surrender. Now, I don't mean, you know, the, the French Revolution or, you know, World War II type of surrender here. Um, we'll pull out I, the white flag and start going, hey. Right. Yeah. We're, we're not talking necessarily about that today, um, but uh, we're talking about surrender when it comes to surrendering control. Um, I know as lawyers in particular, um, and I'm assuming it's other professionals as well, probably um, numbers professionals and things like that are very similar um, doctors, engineers, things like that. We like the feeling of being in control. We like the the idea, the concept, the, you know, this, this, the sense that we get that we are one making the decisions and what we say is directing things. And besides the fact that that's actually not true, that that's all an illusion, um, holding on to that control actually can bring you a lot of, a lot of pain, a lot of suffering. And, and that, that I want to talk about uh, today and how we can help alleviate some of that through surrendering uh, to the universe and the way things happen. Yeah, well, it's interesting, you know, you talk about, I think as lawyers, obviously are that way too, but, you know, I'm CPA as well. And so a lot of people in the audit, finance, risk management space, there's this whole concept about internal controls that you would put in place in an organization and having controls. So you stay in control and you manage things the way you want to, right? So there's there's this whole concept in in that profession as well. And like you said, I think so much of the time we we think we're in control or we try to delude ourselves that we're in control, but we're never really in control. Now we do get to choose, right? So so sure. there is a there is a difference between you know, controlling and and choosing, choosing how you respond uh, to any different thing. And and we might kind of get into that a little bit too. But, you know, I'm curious because, you know, we're like, hey, what are we going to talk about today? Brad's like, let's talk about surrender. Okay, so Brad, (laughs) why do you want why do you want to talk about surrender today? What is Um, top of mind for you? Yeah, now this is something that I particularly am working on um, a lot, and it's been difficult for me because, you know, as a lawyer, as you know, we we tend to have kind of this type A personality that we like success. We're driven by success, achievement, and we like to feel like that we, again, are kind of you know, I hate to use the word and the def- you know as we talk about, but are in control of our lives and what happens, and. I have been that way for a long time. I, I, as long as I can remember, that's been a thing for me. You know, there's certain ways that I like things to be done. Um, I have a spot on the couch 
um, that's my spot. And, you know, if I, somebody else takes my spot, it throws me off. I don't like that. Um, you know, I'm very particular about the way things look. Um, I have, you know, very strong opinions on things, uh, when it comes to aesthetics and, and stuff like that. And that's all great and good, but it can lead to a lot of stress. It can lead to a lot of me just getting, you know, you know, I don't know. I don't know. It's not like frustrated, but it's a lot of uh, of undue burden on myself as I try to make everything fit the way that I want it. Um, and the the funny part about control is that, like we talked, we kind of alluded to, it's you're not really in control of anything. Um, you know, you don't control what other people think, what the other people do. You can't control that. Um, you may have some influence in. And that, you know, you may do something and they may respond a certain way based on that, but you don't control that. You know, like I said, they have to have control of what they do, how they respond. Um, and, you know, same thing with things out in the world. You know, you can't control the economy or, you know, what someone else does or anything else like that. You know, you may have slight influences, but at the end of the day, you can't, you know, make something happen. And, and this is something, again, that I've been working on that has come across for me in my personal life. Um, you know, a, a prime example here is actually this podcast. Um, you know, when we were working on getting the podcast and figuring out, okay, so what do we want the title to be? And what do we want the, the logo to look like and stuff like that? You know, you know, Jason, you've sent me over a couple of different logos. And I remember looking at them and I'm like, I would never choose any of these. Like if it was me, like I would not actually go with anything that you sent over because in my head, I've got this particular aesthetic that I think of and like, you know, and I'm thinking like, okay, so if we could do this, this way and I can make it, this changes this way. And like, we're just kind of going crazy looking at all the different things that I might do. Um, and, and at the end of the day, I'm like, no, like I'm going to drive myself crazy trying to worry about all this stuff. It's not worth it. It can be changed if we need to, like, it doesn't matter, not a big deal. And so if you remember, I just said, you know what, Jason, you had to choose, you do what you want with it. Um, I'm giving up my control. I'm surrendering my control over this because I was going to drive myself crazy if I didn't. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> which is funny because, you know, let's talk about that example, right? Because again, I mean, as we're sharing stories, as we're sharing some of our experiences is going to help people kind of under understand right and so so like with that i mean we knew we we kind of came up with the, with the title walking a spiritual path and i just had this kind of image flash in my head of of this path leading to the stars mm -hmm. right kind of a thing and I, I I didn't I didn't quite know exactly what it what it would look like, you know, but I had kind of this idea and I wanted some some subconscious things kind of put in it too. And so I I like I said, I just kind of had this quick flash. It wasn't it wasn't like a a, a detailed in color kind of thing. I just kind of felt like that was the way that we should kind of go. So mm -hmm. I told you know one of the guys on my team, I'm like, okay, this is kind of what I'm thinking about do a mock-up right and so the first iteration i think that i sent to you it was kind of cartoonish looking you know and it was very mm -hmm. 
um because we were trying to use kind of clip arty kind of stuff because mm -hmm. we didn't we didn't want it to be too too real too realistic but yet convey a, a certain meaning to it and so i saw it and i'm like well you know i'm i'm not in love with it but hey it's all right what if we move this or move that and you kind of send it over send it over to you and you're like <laughs> <laughs> i'm like all right i'm not attached to it right and so right. We came back and I, I talked to the guy on my team again. I'm like, you know, this is really kind of what I was what I was thinking. I'm like, I I pulled up a couple of photos of a path in mountains, and I'm like, which one of these two do you like better? And he's like, well, I like that one better. I'm like, okay, well, let's kind of use that. And he he kind of pulled that purple sky cosmic with a with a, a portal, kind of a hole. In it. And I, and I love that whole idea too, you know, because from a cosmic and spiritual perspective, there's portals that we can go through. And sure. anyway, we might talk about that later, but, but it, it kind of evoked to me, right. This idea of walking a path here in this celestial world, but mm -hmm. also aspiring and elevating ourselves into the greater universe that is that is out there and so mm -hmm. that's kind of what we came up with and so i you know we mocked up like four different ones and we're like which one do you like better and you're like well you you guys just decide so i picked one right mm -hmm. yeah. and like i said we can always change it right i mean mm -hmm. we can change the title of the podcast if sure. you want to as well right and i think i think this this whole idea of, of surrender and control is so important spiritually because it kind of puts us in 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 a certain mindset right like mm -hmm. so much of the time we feel like well if i make a choice right now then i'm locked into that for the rest of my life mm -hmm. but we're never locked into any particular decision that we make we can always choose something different in the future right um i mean there were certain foods that i hated eating when I was a kid, some of them I eat now. There's other things that I used to love to eat and now I don't like anymore, right? And somebody might look at me and go, well, how come, how, how come, how come that's the case, right? And it's like, well, I don't know. I just don't really like it now. I'm just choosing something different and that's okay, right? And, and there's nothing out of control of my life because of that. It's just a feeling that I have at this point. Right. Um, but it's interesting too, because as you said, I think, and I've noticed this from a lot of people that I know, and even in myself is the more we try to control things, the more anxiety we bring into our lives as well. Yep, right? exactly. Because we, we want things to be picture perfect. We want, mm -hmm. you know, the, the white picket fence, the 2.7 kids running around in the, in the yard or whatever it is, right? Whatever you've set some ideal up to be. Uh, and if you are not getting that, then that leads to a lot of anxiety, uh, you know, maybe some other kind of negative emotions. And we've already kind of inferred a little bit, but I'll just say it again, because you're going to hear us saying the same things over and over again, because some of you might be going, well, but what does that have to do with spirituality? Right? Because, you know, again, as we've talked about connectedness and well-being, if you are anxious all the time and your monkey mind is going all the time, 
you're not open to receiving or to connecting with the greater because you're you're stuck in your own head right and those lower frequency lower vibration emotions uh keep you away from some of that elevated uh beings elevated thoughts consciousness that are out in the universe because they don't vibrate at the anxiety frequency <laughs> <laughs> right so well, was, yeah yeah like you say we talked we talked a couple episodes ago i think about intuition and it's the same thing as if you're always anxious about things and you're you know always in fear you're not going to be able to hear that intuitive nudges that you get mm -hmm. you know yeah because your brain is just it's it's on overload and all right. you're hearing is that anxiousness the worry everything else you know the fear that might be there and you know the greater universe god whatever you want to call it doesn't talk in that language <laughs> right so mm -hmm. if if you want to hear that inspiration you've got to quiet your mind and raise your frequency and vibration to something that matches right it's like it's like turning the the dial on your radio station right you've got to you've got to tune into that right frequency to be able to hear that intuition and if you're spending all your day in fear and anxiety you're not going to hear that intuition right yeah it, it, so that's definitely part of it the other part for me was the peace of mind kind of go back to the anxiety piece um is that being trying to trying to get in control trying to make everything just so doesn't really let you have that peace of mind because you're always concerned about this and tweaking this and this and like you're always thinking like that so my other story um is my daughter so um I've got a seven-year-old daughter and I'm sure we'll talk more about her um, in the future, but she, so she has her own bedroom. And of course, as a parent, as a lawyer, professional person that likes things a certain way, I have a vision of how I like her room to look, you know, I, you know, very nice and orderly and neat. You know, there's, we get a bookshelf for her books We've got dresser as a closet for clothes, you know, bins and things for her toys. Like we've got places for all of her things to go. And so in my ideal world, her room would look, you know, like one of those magazine rooms. Obviously, <laughs> is, country at the Miller's house. <laughs> right. Obviously, this is a seven-year-old. So like that's not that's not realistic. And so it's been it's been a challenge for me to get past my desire to have her have this perfect looking room, you know, because for whatever reason, and maybe it's being seven, maybe I, I don't know what it is, but she has an aversion to cleaning her room. She will, you know, say, okay, you need to get your room cleaned up, straightened up. So she'll go in and two minutes later, we'll go in and she's sitting there reading a book or she's sitting there playing with the toys that she's supposed to be putting away. There's more on the floor now than there was when we came in two minutes ago. Like, I don't know how it happens, but like all the, 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 the mess on the floor multiplies. It's, it's crazy how it works. I'm sure, you know, maybe your you know, accountant friends could tell me how that works and the numbers and stuff. But it's crazy just how much stuff is there and how much worse it is after that time. And then we get on about, okay, you need to clean this up. And then she breaks down into tears and she sits there and she cries and at the end of the day, it's a fight to try to get her to clean up her room. And I've had to come to, re to, 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 to grips with the fact that 
her room is never going to look like that magazine picture. Like that's just not realistic. Um, because first of all, it's a seven-year-old living there. Like she's not, doesn't have that same vision of what her room looks like is what I do. And, it, and it's her room. Like that's where she needs to feel comfortable and whatever. Um, but it's not worth my peace of mind to have to fight her all the time to try to get her to clean up and make the room look spotless and tidy. Um, and so I've had to surrender that piece of control over that that's not going to happen. The best I can hope for is like, you know, the stuff off of her bed and maybe like a path on the floor over to, to the nightstand. You know, I, I don't want her to lose things. You know, I don't want her to like have stuff on the floor. She get it broken. But beyond that, you know, I, I got to give it up. Um, and so this has been something that uh, I've been dealing with for the last year or two and finally kind of am tired and done with it. Like I, I'm giving that up. And, um, and, you know, that's the other thing that kind of brought to this, this topic to mind is just that peace of mind that I'm finally getting a little bit of now that I'm no longer trying to kind of force this view what her room sh- should look like on her you know i'm i'm fine with the fact that there's going to be stuff on the floor there's going to be toys around it's not going to be organized the books aren't going to be alphabetized like what or <laughs> color-coded whatever like you know there's going to be shoes on the floor and and clothes randomly skewed about it's going to happen um and it's something that i just have to surrender it and i'm just going to have to live with and deal with um and i'm a lot well, happier because of it <laughs> well yeah and, and i think it's you know because like you said i mean to 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 expect a seven year old to be able to do that is pretty hard, right? But but we have high to, standards in this house, though. Well, so. I okay, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know the other thing, if you if you step back and again, you know, take take a take a higher level view, right? I mean, part of part of spirituality is trying to put things into context as well, right? And so, as you were sitting there, you know, talking about your daughter, and she's a beautiful soul. I mean, she's there. There's something about that girl, right? Mm-hmm. I told you just from some of the pictures that I've seen of her and things like that. She's 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 a very special child, and and as you were talking about, you know, going in and kind of trying to discipline her, you know, as a father. I mean, that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to be teaching our kids, right? Mm-hmm. But you know, to 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 go in and there she is reading a book, doing something that she loves. And then, you know, to kind of get on her case, you know, about it to where you kind of said where she starts crying or doing other stuff. It's like, well, by doing that, not only is it causing you more anxiety, right, Um, but also you're moving her from a space where she was content and well-being reading a book to all of a sudden kind of crying. Right. And so, again, when you step back and try to think about the bigger picture, does it really matter? Right. And in the bigger scheme of things, isn't it probably better for her to stay in that state of well-being, you to stay in that state of well-being than to have an immaculate room for your kid? Right. And again, I get it. I mean, I. I've had six kids, you know, over, over time. I know what it's like to have a bunch of little kids in the house and, you know, you're stepping on Legos and cursing and everything else as, as that happens. But, you know, what, what really truly is the bigger picture if you, if you stop and put things into perspective a little bit. Yep. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, looking at the perspective, taking a step back. Um, and that's actually something I'm working with with her right now is to, um, because she tends to get very emotional about little things. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that we're working on with her is to take a step back, take some breaths and just think about the bigger picture um, and not get so worked up just about the little stuff, you know, mm-hmm. not a big deal. Well, and another thing kind of on this on this topic of surrender that I thought is probably important that we talk a little bit about too is, you know, like you said, especially those of us that were trained in certain professional disciplines, right? We're taught to be planners, to have the 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 plan kind of worked out, and then to try to kind of control the plan to make sure that we get to the end where we're supposed to, right? Goal setting 101, you know, strategic planning, all that kind of stuff, right? That we learn, especially in the business world. But what's what's interesting is that that's not typically the way the universe actually works, right? And so as an example, like from my life, I'm going through some different things right now. There's There's some things where I'm feeling a nudge or feeling an intuition to go certain certain ways or do certain things, but I... I don't have the whole plan unfolded to me, right? And so, again, from my vocation, you know, I could sit here and kind of freak out about it. Like, well, what do you mean? I only I only have one or two steps uh, figured out. You know, I want 9, 10, 11, 12 steps figured out, right? So I know where I'm going. But that's, again, that's not how the universe actually works. We're usually given one or two, maybe three things at a time. We do those things, we work through that, and then more is given to us, right? And so I love the idea or uh, an analogy that I heard one time is, you know, imagine that we're in a really dark room. And with no light at all, we would just be running into things all the time, right? And especially if it's a messy kid's room, who knows what you're going to be stepping on, stumbling over, falling on, right? But what if we just had a little candle? And that little candle is going to give us a little bit of light. But it doesn't show us the whole room. Maybe it just shows us a few steps, right? And that candle gives us a step or two. But when we make that step, then more is illuminated out in front of us. And so as we're making those little steps and we're surrendering into allowing what needs to be to be, we will learn what we are supposed to do, what the next steps are. But if we just stand there and we stomp our feet like little toddlers and are like, no, God damn it, I want to know everything. I want to know the next five years of my life. Well, good luck with that. Right. Good luck with that. You might think you have a five year plan, but you have no idea where it's going to go. Now, one of the things, again, you know, with surrender and control is when we try to control things, when we try to plan things out, there's one option. But what I will tell you is if you start asking yourself, what are other possibilities because we only know what we know 
right? And what if the universe has lots of different ways that you can go that you have no clue of what might be possible for you? So the more you try to control and the more you try to make things be the way you see it in your little 3D human brain, you're limiting the possibilities that you have that are out there, right? Whereas if we surrender and trust, it's amazing some of the things that can come about, right? So again, just this last week or two, right? Again, I'm only getting a few steps ahead of me, but it kind of felt like, okay, well, I guess this is the decision and this is a path that I've got to go down. But I remember saying to myself and, you know, kind of offering a little prayer or however you want to talk about it. And we'll talk about more of this stuff later, but just said, show me other possibilities. And so I thought about that for a minute. I said, show me other possibilities, right? And literally within an hour or two, you know, it didn't happen right away. But I said, show me other possibilities. And within a couple of hours, there was a new possibility that presented itself that was better than the decision that I thought I was going to go down before, right? Because I didn't even know that this other way was possible. But when you surrender <clears throat> and open yourself up to some of these other possibilities, you, you're going to be surprised <laughs> at what can happen. Yeah, no, I, I love that candle analogy. Like that's, you know, walking through my daughter's bedroom, I could just picture myself stepping on all those toys and things like that on the floor with it. But um, no, and it's, and it's totally true. Um, you know, when you're trying to be in control, you are limiting yourself to things that you can immediately think of. <clears throat> you know, you're not allowing the universe, let's say, whatever you want to call it, from being able to step in and help. You know, basically you're saying, I'm going to do this myself and the way that I want to do it. And by doing that, you're precluding the universe saying, well, how about we do this this way? And maybe you get a better, you know, we get a better outcome for you or make, make it easier for you or, um, you know, and some of that is, is getting over that stubbornness that again, I know, again, especially lawyers, we're notorious for being stubborn and, um, and kind of wanting to do things our way, but, um, you know, I, I think you're, you're right. We're blocking off a lot out there by, by trying to stick to this, I have to do it. And yeah, and I'll, I mean, I won't, I won't lie to anybody. Surrendering is one of the hardest things that you can do. Oh yeah. Right. Because again, I mean, we, we're all smart people. Right. But but a lot of times we we believe we're smarter than we actually are. And, you know, again, it's like when when you think about. Um, I don't have all the answers. And it would be really silly for me to honestly believe that I knew better and I had all of the right answers and even if we if, even if we just analogize it to the people on this earth, right? There's seven, eight billion people that are out there. I'm a pretty smart guy, 
right? I mean, I do pretty well for myself, but it would be pretty crazy for me to believe that I'm smarter and I know better how to do everything related to my life than anyone else in this world. Don't you think I could probably get a better answer, more information from other people, even if I just reach out to people, you know, here on the planet, <clears throat> that some of those other people might know better than me, right? And it's that way, you know, from a spiritual and universe type of perspective as well, right? So to have ego to think that you know better than other elevated beings, the collective consciousness, you're limiting yourself, right? But again, that's what we get taught. That's what we get indoctrinated with here on this world. That's what we get taught in our, in our vocation and our profession as well. And so it is a challenge often to just surrender. But I know every time I've just surrendered, good things have come, right? And so, you know, sometimes we wait until we're, we're kicked in the mouth. I mean, I was talking to one of my friends um, who was like, you know, we were talking a little bit about money. And this person was saying, you know, I've gotten down to where there's only been $20 in my account. And finally, at that point, I had to just surrender and say, I don't know how to do it anymore, right? $20, I don't know how, to, I don't know how I'm going to eat for the rest of the month, right? <clears throat> but every time the person surrendered, something would change. And so I was like, what if we could start surrendering when there was $2,000 in our account or $20,000 in our account instead of being stubborn and waiting until we felt like we just couldn't go on before we finally surrender, right? So that's, that's part of the spiritual involvement too, is being able to surrender sooner, quicker, faster, all the time. You know, if, if we can get to that point to where we're actually just surrendering all the time, how much better our life can actually be, right? And again, that's, that doesn't, I'm not saying that to abdicate, you know, your, your free will, your choice or anything like that. But it's a, it's a beautiful thing, too, that we live on a planet where free will and choice is our right. And so what a beautiful thing it is when you actually give that some of that up, right, for your involvement. Because that's one of the greatest things that we have, right? It's one of the greatest things that we can offer back to the universe as a gift is surrendering and going along with the plan instead of us being stubborn. I got nothing out of that. That's that's I got nothing. Well I got said. nothing. You got something. You got Pen but, drop, uh, mic drop. I don't know. Uh, but no, I think this was a you know it's a good it's a good reminder and I have to remember it every day you know, myself, I mean, this is, it's a constant thing, right? But how important surrendering actually is, not just, you know, for our psychological 
well-being, but also for our spiritual involvement as well. Yep. Exactly. Well, on that note, um, I think we've given the audience a lot to think about. Um, so I'm going to surrender to the uh, desire to uh, to wrap this up today. Um, thank you guys again for listening uh, to us back and forth banter. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, also appreciate those who have already given comments um, on the podcast. Uh, we love that you're listening, that you're uh, you're watching. You know, if you're watching this on on YouTube, or whatever, and you can actually see Jason's beard that way. You know, that's all the bonuses that way. Oh, for you're you, like but... his beard and all his glory. I'm thinking. That's I don't right. know. My my dad says it's like <laughs> Billy Gruff. You know, what do you got that? Anyway. That's but yes, you can see it there. A beard the of wisdom, or I'm beard sure there's like a sage or something like that. Why sage? Um, but but again, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for your comments. Um, thank you for sharing it with others. And uh, we'll catch you guys on the next episode. All right. Thanks, everybody.